This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert, and on our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text line, former LSU infielder, Major League Baseball player now covering uh, Major League, uh, I should say, college baseball for the SEC, Todd Walker. Todd, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. You're welcome, Mike. How y'all doing? Well, we're doing great. Todd, uh, uh, last night, uh, man, Jordan Thompson, who has really been hot, really been hot, and he, he got the big-time praises from Jay Johnson today talking about, man, what a guy that's made great improvement, not only with the uh, his hitting, but also with his glove. You got to see Jay. <laughs> and, you know, Thompson really struggled last year uh, sometimes. Yeah, in with the, the errors. Or yeah. with his errors. But, man, has he really been what you want to call a money player uh, for the Tigers this year when they've needed it? The difference makers on this team clearly are Dylan Cruz at 5'10". I mean, that leads the That's nation. That's unreal. And, and, and Paul Skeens, who has a 10-to-1. 10-to-1 strikeout-to-walk ratio. That's unheard of. But to your point, Jordan Thompson is the reason I think that they've made the biggest difference because we were, we remember not only Jordan, but kind of the defense as a whole was pretty right. awful last year. I mean, yeah. they were bad. But the fact that Jordan Thompson has nailed down that shortstop position this year and the fact that LSU – and because of that, LSU's fielding 984, whatever they're fielding this year, has, to me, made them a well-rounded team and the reason they're number one in the country. Now, uh, Todd, it's amazing. Uh, have you ever witnessed this? All the baseball you've witnessed as a player and now uh, when you're analyzing things, uh, that you look at LSU, number one in the nation, and then you look at the SEC record, and then you look how tough the SEC is. What are they, like fourth or fifth? <laughs> and when you look at the record, I don't know if I've ever witnessed that. Uh, you know, you look at like Vanderbilt, uh, Florida, and then, boy, look South how, Carolina. Look at South Carolina. It was one to one. And then you have Kentucky. I don't know, what, what Kentucky team are you going to face? I mean, it, it just seems like it's almost a playoff scenario week in and week out. That's absolutely right. And you can make an argument they should have lost both at South Carolina, right? Right. South Carolina, Correct. South, South Carolina is really good. So that, that wouldn't be really a, a bad thing to say. But 
you're absolutely right. So what we can do is we can go on this website, SEC, you know, uh, sports, and you can look up stats. And you look at the overall stats. Now, clearly, every one of these teams have played pushovers before the conference season started, right? And so the, the, you got the stats and what they are. Then you can go into the SEC-only stats. Like, what do they do inside the conference? And it's, it's totally different. It's crazy. Vanderbilt is killing right. it. Yep. You know, they're middle of the road with a, with a batting average outside the conference. Inside the conference, they're, they're number one. And so, it, 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 to me, it kind of shows you who's for real, you know, and who can really, really play and, and why the records are where they are. Kentucky had a 17-game win streak at one point this year. But they dropped two or three to Georgia, who only had one win in the conference all year this past weekend. And so, to your point, yeah, I mean, it's crazy how hard. And we know this, right? I mean, the SEC has been in the national championship game 13 of the last 14 years. They've won the national championship eight of the last 13. They've won four of the last five. And should have been all five if in 2018, you know, Arkansas didn't drop a fly ball, right? Right. So, that the conference is the best in the country. And you're seeing it, they, you know, week in and week out. Who knows what will happen this weekend? I mean, Kentucky's got a veteran staff, the front end of their guy. They're, one of their – Darren Williams has been in college for seven years. He's one of their starters. Uh, Tyler Bosma, another starter, he's been in college five years. And so you got these older guys, you know, for Kentucky. They're going to play small ball. I mean, they'll sit – they'll bunt their four-hole hitter. They don't care. And they're going to steal like crazy. I mean, they, you know, they run around the bags. They do all the small ball stuff. So you don't know what's going to happen with this group. But LSU is well-rounded, like we talked about before, and they're fun to watch. Now, uh, Todd, uh, speaking of LSU Tigers, uh, you know, we're always going to be uh, trying to look at the team objective. Uh, you look at the expectations that they have uh, uh, coming up and uh, even at the beginning of the season where they're at right now, uh, considering you're number one in the nation. But uh, if you had a concern – uh, is it the relief pitching? Because uh, we're scoring enough runs, but it just seems like at times you got the starters, and uh, I can't think of his name now. The kid from UCLA uh, who transferred. That's heard. Uh, yeah, heard uh, th- that we expected him to contribute more at a high level. But to me, it's like uh, maybe the relief pitching and who you could count on to maybe uh, give you a few innings going forward, uh, th- that if LSU maybe doesn't live up to expectations, it might be, uh, be because of that. that well, it's a, it's a loaded question because if you watch the South Carolina game where they both, both starters got blown up in the third inning because of the weather, and then now you got to come back on the first game of a three-game series and figure out who's going to pitch and how you save bullpen guys, South Carolina looked way better than, than LSU did in long relief, right? Um, right. but maybe that's unfair because it's just a choice of who you're going to pitch and who you want to save. Um, but, uh, you know, if you're comparing, I think South Carolina's better uh, in the bullpen. I think Vanderbilt's better in the bullpen. Um, but LSU's very, very good. If you wanted to pick at them, that might be one thing. But, you know, you never know who's going to show up, who's all of a sudden going to pitch well when it counts. Tennessee was 25-5 and five in the conference last year, and they didn't get out of the Super Regional. So it's all fun and games to talk about who's winning now and who's doing well in the SEC and all that. But in the end, like you saw with Ole Miss, who does it when it matters most? Who comes up like Dylan DeLucia and Hunter Elliott did for Ole Miss? They needed two pitchers, and they went 10-0 and in the postseason and won it all. So whether it's Thatcher Hurd that's talented, but he's not doing well, like you just said, and he's not in the rotation anymore – I really like Christian Little. I think he's going to get excited about the starting role. 
I think that's the reason he transferred from Vanderbilt to LSU to get the opportunity to start to, to increase his draft status. And I think the kid's talented. He's been pitching in this conference since he was 16 years old. And then you couple it with Ty Floyd, who's been doing well. He hasn't been beat this year. And then we all know what Paul Skeens can do. So baseball's all pitching. So you look at the pitching only, and you can tell who's good. Then you match it with how good LSU's offense is. And like we talked about, the defense, they're as good as it gets. But so was Tennessee last year. So we can sit here and talk about this all right, day long. Right. And then yeah, they faced Notre Dame, Dame yeah. and that would, they weren't the same team. Yeah, yeah. So. You know what happens, too? You know, Bobby, you know this. Man, you, you, you have that kind of a run, and then you lose one game, and then you panic, right? So right. you're like, uh-oh, <laughs> we lose one more game, we're out, and you don't play the same. And then that's what happened to Tennessee. They lose again, and they're out. Now, uh, speaking of uh, not panicking, Todd, uh, you being the Major League Baseball player that you were, uh, but what is your viewpoint? You can look at scheduling, whatever, but it's still impressive when you look at Major League history. Uh, the, the Tampa Bay Rays being 11-0. and 0. I mean, how, how do you look at that? I mean, I, you know, I don't know, 11-0 is 11-0. What is your take on that? Because I know you followed the majors also. Well, yeah, and, and you love that. As a Major League player, clearly you want to win more games than you lose. But here's the deal. They're going to play 162 games. <laughs> You talk about the Judge Roy scream of roller coaster rides. I don't care if you're 20 and 0. I don't care if you're 30 and 0. You're going to get hit in the mouth, and you're going to lose 10 in a row, 15 in a row, no matter how good you are. You know, I remember Seattle Mariners years back with Brett Boone and those guys. I think Randy Johnson was on the team. They had won 110 games or something crazy, 110 and 50, whatever they were. They lost like the second round of the playoffs. Whoa! So, so same deal we're talking about, right? I mean, nothing matters. It'd be great to get a ring to win the conference, win the SEC, and that's a big deal because we the, the SEC is the best conference in baseball in the country. But it makes no difference going into the postseason. The Ole Miss, another stat with them, as uh, you might have followed, you know what? Sixty-four teams are let into the postseason for the you know out of three hundred Division One schools. Ole Miss was number sixty-four last year. Like they could have been sixty-five out. Mike Bianco might have been fired. Who knows right. what happened? They barely got in. And they go 10-0, and 0 and they win the whole thing. And they build a so, statue of him. And Mike's got the statue, right? and he's Isn't getting paid more, too. Isn't that funny? It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Todd, uh, you've seen a lot of pitching, and certainly at LSU. You, you watch Dylan Cruz swing a bat. And, okay, we're not talking about travel baseball here, and we're not talking about 10 games. You midway into the season, and he's still batting over 500. That, that to me, is so eye-catching today where, you know, you've just talked about all this pitching that's in the SEC, but Dylan Cruz is a cut above. You know how I many guys have hit 500 from the SEC in the history of the conference? What One. One. Whoa. Dave Magadan did it in 1983 at 525 for Alabama. Nobody's done it since. And the reason is, Bobby, because you can be the greatest hitter ever, meaning you're just barreling balls up left and right. You don't strike out. You're putting every ball in play. But the defenses are too good. The law of averages starts to catch up with you. And because of that, you can hit 20 balls right on the screws. And I've been there, and I've done it. And I, that's why I got less hair now than I did back then. Because <laughs> you, you pull your hair out doing everything you can do as a hitter and get nothing to show for it. I went 0 for 20, and I hit 20 balls right on the screws, right? And and, and so that's uh, you got to have a little luck involved is what I'm saying. Dylan right. Cruz at this point, I think you pointed it out. They're literally – if he's got 102 at bats right now, he's going to have 250 for the for the season. So he's a little less than halfway through. But if you remember, Rafe Rhymes chased 500 back in 2012. Sure did. 
he ended up hitting 430 because not that he wasn't the greatest, probably one of the greatest hitters ever. It's just the law of averages catchy, you know. And so we're all watching Dylan Cruz based on the stat I told you, and like nobody ever hits 500. Maybe gets it done. But the law of averages, you know, in this day and age of college baseball, when I mentioned, like, you got older guys, veteran guys, knowledgeable guys, and talented kids that you just – it's just – it's just it, – you can do everything you can do, and you go through a stretch where you hit every every ball hard. But what Dylan Cruz does well is he doesn't – if he knows a pitch is coming, he doesn't foul it off. He doesn't take it. He hits it, and he hits it hard, and that's the end of the bat. Most guys foul it off, and they take it, and they're confused, and they don't know what they're doing. You see a lot of confidence for obvious reasons coming from Dylan Cruz. And what a year to do it, too, when they've already projected him as the top three pick in the draft. And then he does this. I mean, I had a tough time with that my junior year because, you know, I was supposed to be a high draft pick. Expectations, so about it. Expectations. And so just that alone makes you not play as well as you're probably capable of. So what's most impressive to me about Dylan Cruz is he's laid all that aside and he is just absolutely getting after it. Now, uh, Todd, uh, listen, you played at the highest level and you're amongst the best. What is your viewpoint and how you analyze this, like with, with uh, uh, Otani? I mean, you know, you look at the, what, what did they call that? The World Classic, uh, whatever that was. With, yeah, with, World with the, Baseball Classic. Yeah, the, yeah. the World Baseball Classic. I mean, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. To me, you say Babe Ruth, you look at the history of baseball. But when you look at a pitcher and a hitter where he's at in his status, is he like as good as it gets or what? Well, I trust your opinion versus a fan or what I'm saying. Well, well, how do you view Otani and what he's been able to do? I don't know how he can stay with the Angels, whether he's with the Dodgers, Yankees, Mets, or whatever. But how do you view him? Yeah, so that's a great question because, first of all, you got to have the talent to do it. I mean, nobody can throw 95 and hit bombs and have the slider feel and everything that Otani does. Okay, so let's say that in the rare 1.001% chance that you have the talent to do it. Then you've got to get in there in a game and you're in the middle of the lineup because, you know, he can flat out rake. And you strike out in a big situation, right? And so you're a little, you know, it shakes you a little bit. And then you got to go out on the mound and you've got to, every pitch matters. And you have to really focus and concentrate when you go on the mound. And because of that scenario, I had a kid in high school, which is not the major leagues, but it was high school, threw 95 from the left side and he was our best hitter. Well, when he pitched, he was four for 28. When he didn't pitch and he played first base, he was, he hit like 600 in high school. And so that's a small minor yeah. example of the mental capacity it takes to do both. And what Otani's doing, aside from the talent to do it, the mental capacity to do it is like something you'll probably never see in our lifetime. Todd, um, we talked about this last week, uh, just kind of kicking it around about you, you understand how Major League Baseball works. But in the Major League Baseball draft, with the Pirates picking number one, there's a really strong chance they will not end up with Dylan Cruz, all Paul Skeens, that they're going to pick a high school kid because he's cheap. They can get him much cheaper. Yeah. And, you know, What's up for, with that? You know, for the average fan, they were like, wait a minute. They passing on those two guys for a high school kid? But you've seen it more than once that that is not out of the ordinary. Mike, you just said Pittsburgh Pirates and cheap. That's all you got to say. That's all you say. <laughs> yeah, right. That's all you got to say. Half the teams are probably fit in that category. And then the other half say, I'm going to pick a guy that I can that I can swing through the minor leagues quickly 
and get to get the big league club, you know. And so um, it depends on who's picking first. But I, I, I look. If I'm a GM of a major league baseball club, I'm taking pitching because, in an extreme example, if I got five Roger Clemens going every fifth day for me, you're going to win because you can stra- scrap a few runs across. But if you pick five Alex Rodriguez's, you're not necessarily going to win because there's eight other guys and your pitching might not be good and, and you get beat up. So baseball, I've always said this, is all pitching, all pitching. Uh, after that, and, up, and, up, and, and what I mean by it, you'll hear a lot of people say pitching and defense. But I played behind Pedro Martinez in a full game where he goes all nine. And we had a few la- a lot of lazy outs, a few good plays, and he strikes out 16. And <laughs> game's over, you know. And so – it could be pitching and defense, but for me, it's all pitching. So if I'm a GM, I'm taking arms because that's what wins. Now, uh, Todd, when you look at LSU's program and what Skip Bertman established, and then when you were there, and obviously you look up Coach Maneri, Paul Maneri, and then you look at Jay Johnson, it just seems like uh, that if you're an LSU baseball <laughs> fan and how it is a priority, you have to be pleased going forward where – uh, LSU baseball is that compared to any program in the nation and how it's, it is a priority? Well, you you know that, that Woodward, wow, is he pulling all the right strings, right? Um, you know, the athletic director there at right. LSU. And, 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 but aside from that, I think they've been really careful on who they hire uh, to, to run the baseball program. Paul Maneri did a fantastic job when he was there. And then they roll it over to Jay Johnson, who, from what I hear, like, he doesn't leave the ballpark. He's there 24 hours a day. He is grinding it out. He's going to figure out the best scenario to put them in the best situation. He takes it. You should take it serious. He takes it, like, to another level, right? And um, that's why they're doing what they're doing. But they've been very careful on who they, who they, you know, they hand the program off to. And then in this day and age with the transfer portal and the NIL deals and everything else, I mean, the SEC might never lose another national championship all year because they're on right. TV. <laughs> Um, you know, it's better weather, um, uh, and those two things alone draws everybody in. They start on the Pac-12, the minor leagues of the SEC, because, you know, you have a big year over there, and you transfer in. I think we had like 12 transfers from the Pac-12 in the SEC last year, and I think it's about the same this year. ACC is second best, but, you know, it's a distant second. But I think with everything that's going on now and no transfer uh, penalty, meaning you don't have to sit out a year, can you imagine – Everybody in the country wants to play for the in the SEC, and most notably LSU, Vanderbilt, you know, Florida. State, Ole Miss, Florida. So you know, I mean, dude, SEC won't lose another national championship for as long as we live. I, I think. Todd, thanks so much for joining us tonight, man. We really appreciate it. Always enjoy your work. Watch you as a player, and uh, doing a great job covering uh, the SEC and uh, baseball. Well, and Bobby, I watched you when I was like six years old, man. So I loved, I loved all that stuff. So I appreciate you as well, man. You know, you know, you're one of my heroes, man. Well, I appreciate that, Todd. Am I that older than you? I, I always thought. <laughs> God, it just sounded like the right thing to say. Yeah, Todd, that was great. Listen, I would pay you if you were next to me, Todd. That was a great love. We have a little. I think we both got a little gray hair, white hair, whatever. So, thank you, Todd. Appreciate it, buddy. All right, Todd. Anytime, man. Thank all right, you. thank you so much. Todd Walker, a former Major League Baseball player, also uh, LSU infielder. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.